It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 200, entitled 200. There's nothing more to say. It was recorded on Monday, the 14th of March, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and today, on this very special edition, I'm joined by three lovely guests. I'm joined by Taco Verdenshot, I'm joined by Carmen Kendrick, and also by Birgit Pauli Hack. First thing to say is that we've got a competition. If you want to win a prize, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash 200. And for about a week or so, I will leave the prizes up there. All you've got to do is enter your email address and say which prizes you would like to be considered for. There's things from Yoast, from Cadence WP, and also from Stella WP, and you cannot win the cat. Okay, we do get into some WordPress stuff, as we always do, and there was quite a bit to talk about this week. 5.9.2 rolled out. It's a security update. Hopefully, you've updated to that. We also talk about whether or not WordPress 6.0 should remove the Gutenberg beta label because it's been out for a long time, but is it ready enough? We also talk about the fact that WordPress.com has upped the ante in terms of its marketplace and is asking for plugin developers to join them and hopefully create something a little bit like an iOS or Google Play Store, but in the WordPress.com side of things. Anne McCarthy has got her Museum of Block Art launch, and it's a fabulous way to see what's possible with blocks. We also talk about whether or not the WordPress community should be boycotting the Russians in the face of all of the things that are happening over in the Ukraine. And then finally, for a bit of fun, we talk about all sorts of things that have 200 in their name or are to do with 200. It's a fun episode, and it's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways provides the ultimate managed WordPress and WooCommerce hosting solutions. Easy setup allows you to get started in minutes. Focus on your business and say goodbye to hassles. Get started with our three-day free trial to enjoy unmatched performance, superb uptime, and 24-7 active support. Find out more at cloudways.com. Hello, 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 hello. Lots of hellos. This is episode... Wait for it. Hold on. I've got a thing. I've got a thing. This is episode... It's episode number 200. Yeah. (laughs) Episode number 200 of the show. Uh, this week in WordPress number 200. I can't believe I've been doing it for this long. Just, I'm just going to do a little potted history. I started this show, uh, however long it is to do 200 episodes. It's basically four years. And, and I used to do it. I just used to read into a mic on a Sunday evening after my kids had gone to bed with like five stories. And then did that for, oh, I don't know, like years. And then I decided I would do it on a video like this live. And then Paul Lacey got involved, and uh, then the and then we just sort of kept it going. And every week, it's been an absolute pleasure to welcome guests on from all over the world. And we've reached this milestone: two hundred episodes. It's going to be a bit of a special one. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, joining us today, we've got Taco. How are you doing, Taco? Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah. All good here. Yeah. 
Good. Do you want me to? I'll introduce Taco first. I will do it one at a time. Taco is the community manager at Yoast. Um, I don't know if I want to read the next couple of words. I don't think I will. Uh, coordinator of WordCamp Netherlands, which will take place on the 15th to the 16th of September. What? At a zoo. It actually says yeah. that. Is that? Go, that go is on. Correct. Yes. Go on. Tell us what's going on there. <laughs> um, so after two years of not having WordPress events, the most important part of the event is going to be catching up with people. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to have a unique location where people can go and hang out with each other and have fun. And what better place to hang out together than in a zoo? <laughs> That's brilliant. Is it the is it the really really famous zoo that you have there? You, don't you have this like unbelievably massive zoo in Holland? So, uh, yeah. So the the most well known is probably Artis. Uh, which is on the other side of the country. Um, but this is actually one that is um, uh, quite famous because they have uh, very large um, was it uh, areas for the, the animals and, and they do a lot of in, in all the breeding uh, of uh, uh, endangered species. What a fabulous, fabulous idea. So, okay, everybody bookmark that right now. Get yourself a, tra- a plane booked or a train or whatever it might be, 15th to the 16th of September uh, in the Netherlands. And it's WordCamp the Netherlands is what it's called. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm sh- sure Taco will be back before then and telling us more about it. The next person that we've got is uh, Birgit. How are you doing, Birgit? Well, I'm well, I'm well. Thank you for having me again. Oh. And I'm so happy I, I picked 200. Congratulations. Wait, wait. Every time somebody says 200, oh, I can't even ah. find it now. Yeah, I gotta... <laughs> <Yay. Yay. laughs> Episode number 200. I'm never going to keep up with that. Uh, but anyway, Birgit joins us uh, today. She's in the United States and she is the publisher of the Gutenberg Times, which fits on the screen right now. But when we shrink our little pictures, it's, it's too long to, to go on there. But she's also the co-host of the Gutenberg Changelog podcast and is a WordPress developer advocate over at Automatic. And we'll be linking to one of her pieces uh, a little bit later as well. And last but by no means least, we have a brand new guest. It's always a pleasure to welcome somebody new. We've got Carmen Kendrick. Hello, Carmen. Very nice to have Hello, you. Hello, everyone. Yeah, Carmen is a product manager. Pro, pro, sorry, I'll say that again. Carmen Kendrick is a product marketing manager at LearnDash.com. She holds a decade of experience running an e-commerce site, a web design freelance business, and a WordPress course for beginners. When she's not blogging about WordPress or working, you can find her cooking, skating, and saving interior design pins on Pinterest. Pinterest, I never got it. I never got it. Almost <laughs> everybody that I know that. loves Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, it's just not my thing. But thank you for joining us today. Um, thank you for having me. We've got the, the whole Learn Dash angle covered now on this show. That's great. It's good to have uh, somebody from a different and a new product. That's lovely. We've got a few comments coming in. Mostly it uh, looks like Michelle. Michelle Frechette saying lots of hello hellos. She says... Um, Good morning, friends. Congratulations on episode 200. I did it. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) Congratulations on that number, uh, which is really nice. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. Michelle, of course, is very often on the show. Uh, She says quite a few other hellos to various different people. And then we've got um, Rob Cairns dropping in the comments as well. He says, hi, Taco. Hi, Carmen. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? 
and of course Nathan. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Uh, Maya uh, coming in, saying hi, everyone. Maya works for GoDaddy. She's uh, she's very very often in our little chat there. And then we've also got Kathy, Kathy Zant, who was oh, on last Kathy. week's show. Yay, Kathy! Uh, she says yay, Carmen, and hello, Nathan Bigot and Taco. Uh, if you would like to make comments, and we do appreciate them, we try to put as many as we can onto the screen. You know, some of them I just can't manage to keep up with it but um if you would like to do that then if you're on the facebook side of things so if you're watching this on facebook or in the facebook group you might have to go to that url chat.restream.io forward slash fb otherwise your name uh, doesn't come across and your avatar is just completely blank that's fine if you want to do it that way you could just write your name in the comment but if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live that's youtube and so you can use the commenting system there if you're logged into a Google account. And hopefully, if you make a comment, then uh, we'll try to get it on the screen. So, so, so. Let me begin by sharing my screen. I've got the wrong screen up on here. Oh, there we go. Let's make a start, shall we? First things first, WP Builds, that's our website. Um, We've got a few episodes that we put out each week. We do this show on a Monday, which comes out on a Tuesday. And then we also do our podcast uh, regular thing, which comes out on a Thursday. So be sure to check those out. If you want to subscribe, click this little button at the top, the subscribe link, and that will allow us to send you an email when we produce a piece of content. No spam, just emails about the content that we produce. Uh, aside from that, I have an exciting announcement. We've never done this. I've, I mean, I've done giveaways, but in fact, <laughs> Teco knows the story. For episode 100 of our podcast, so not this show, I organized the most enormous giveaway. It, was, it truly was enormous, and it took me about two weeks to finalize it all and get it all sorted. So I'm, we're sort of paring it down a little bit, but... Thank you to Taco. Taco was the one that came up with this idea. I really appreciate that. Um, we're just doing a little giveaway to mark the fact that the um, the show has reached episode number two hundred. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Taco's waving. Every I'll do it every time. That's great. Um, and this is our little giveaway. I really appreciate the the companies that have reached out and offered to give us some prizes. Essentially, they're the companies of the people who. Um, contribute often to the show in terms of being a co-host. So Taco is one of our co-hosts, as is Michelle, as is Kathy Zant, as is Remkus, um, and also the cat that you can see on the screen uh, is also a regular contributor to the show. So here's what you can win. Uh, thanks of all, Taco. The Yoast prizes are as follows. Yoast SEO for WordPress premium subscription, one site, one year. So if you fancy getting Yoast SEO Premium, there are three of those up for grabs. Uh, there's also a Yoast SEO add-on of your choice, one site, one year. Is That's just one, right, Taco? Yes, that's just one. Okay, so there's yeah. four prizes in total from um, Yoast. Just to recap, Yoast SEO plugin, the premium version, a full subscription for one site for one year, and three lucky winners are going to get that, and a Yoast SEO add-on of your choice, so you can go through their marketplace and pick the one that you like and get it for a year. That would be really nice. Um, also, uh, Stella WP have donated a $200 gift card to snackmagic.com, and I confess, when I came across this, I've, I'd not heard of snackmagic.com, but here it is. Snackmagic is a global way of giving snacks to people. 
Look at that. Look at these happy people. <laughs> Just like <laughs> snacking out. Um, having a great time. And two hundred dollars of snacks. Two hundred. <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, I hadn't even made the connection there. Oh, thank you, Big. Um, yeah, so you're gonna get a certain dollar amount of snacks. It starts with a two and has two zeros on the end. And uh, that's such a cool little gift. Thank you. That was Michelle Frechette that organized. Yeah. That. And also, the they're giving away. Way, Nathan, the best thing is that when you go to their website for the first time, you get to accept their cookies. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh, that was so good. I love that. Oh, brilliant. Well done. Oh dear. I wonder if they sell tacos. Oh no, no, it's not on the. It's not on the same level, is it? Um, Two hundred dollars of that, though, being kindly donated from Stella WP, but also you can get uh, five of their ball caps, which I'm reliably informed is like the traditional uh, baseball cap. Uh, you can also win a cat, but note it. I've, it says here, note you cannot really win a cat. There is no cat on offer. It's just a picture of a cat. Have you any idea how cruel and complex it would be to ship a cat internationally? Uh, anyway, and also Cadence WP have given us some nice prizes as well. They've got a couple of T-shirts, a couple of Cadence WP mugs, and a couple of caps. So uh, so the, the way that you're going to win this is you're going to go to uh, this URL. It is wpbuilds.com forward slash 200 wp build oh, oh no i can't do it i just can't keep up i'm so sorry uh wpbuilds.com forward slash the number in question and it's dead simple you just um fill out a form with your name your um email address and we're keeping the email address simply for the purposes of getting in touch with you and you just have to pick which of the prizes you're interested in and I'm almost guaranteeing that every single person is going to pick the cat just to be, you know, even though you can't win the cat, I'm guaranteeing that everybody that enters will win the, will say that they want to win the cat. And then if you fancy it, you can subscribe to our newsletter by clicking that button at the bottom. But that's all there is to it. It's just sheer joy giveaway stuff. So, again, Taco, thank you for getting the ball rolling on that i really appreciate it so one last time wpbuilds.com forward slash two zero zero i found a way around it um okay this is gonna be a long show <laughs> that's right no but we're gonna get into it properly now but there we go that's our little fun bit for this week and i'll announce the winners probably next week at some point okay it's called this week in wordpress so at some point i guess we should Probably get onto some WordPressy type stuff. So here we go. First article this week is over on WordPress.org. You may have noticed that WordPress ticked over to version 5.9.2 during the course of the week. If you're like me, you long ago decided you weren't going to be bothered by having to manually update this stuff and you're going to go and have made it so that it automatically updated. So all I got was just a bunch of emails saying, Your site has been updated. And then a minute later, Your site has been updated. And that's how I want it. This is a security and maintenance release. Um, there is one bug fix and three security fixes. So it's not like there's a laundry list of great big problems. But the fact are, there are problems, and three of them are related to security. So it makes no sense not to go and update your website. So if you've got this not on automation, go and set it up. But there isn't a lot of detail in there. Does it? Do any of you know what those um, security things were about? Because I didn't delve into that. 
I don't think it's been publicly disclosed yet. Okay. They'll probably do that at a later time when more people yep. have a chance to update, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? In the, in the, in the regular world of internet security, there's this sort of 90 day window where you keep things under your hat and, you know, update all the things and then release information about it sort of 90 days later. So anyway, if you haven't done it, go and update to 5.9.2. You, you won't notice any change really at all, other than the fact that you'll know that you're secure. So, okay, that's the first thing. All right, this is quite an interesting piece. I'm curious to hear what um, you, you three have to say about this. This is a piece by Justin Tavern. Oh, uh, Justin Tavern. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him that from now on. This is Justin Tadlock over on the WP Tavern website. It's a piece called um, Should WordPress 6.0 Remove the Beta Label from the Site Editor? Now, I have to confess that I... I really wasn't that aware that it was still officially called a beta bit of software, but it, so it is. And Justin goes on to make the point that the the rollout of 5.0 from a public perspective, not from the code and the way that the code was done, but just from the messaging that went out, it was a bit of a, it, it was a thing which caused controversy. There was a lot of people who thought that that was mishandled and what have you. And because of that, and because we've got so many amazing initiatives going on at the moment, you know, we've just had full site editing come around. You've got this whole different way of building websites, um, which requires you to have a totally different approach to theming. So you have to have a block-based theme for any of that to even become available. And then the whole UI of everything is really quite different for things like headers and footers and what have you. And because there's, because it's not yet finessed and it's not yet perfect and we've still got a long road ahead of us with that, Justin is basically saying, look, can we, can we keep the beta label for a bit just so that really any unsuspecting people who start to get into full site editing and all of that, they are aware that could be breaking changes. There might be things which aren't exactly as they ought to be or will be, let's say, in six months' time. And he goes to to paint the picture that really, even with 6.0, we're probably, maybe we need to wait till 6.1, which will be quite a long way into the future, probably, the, the, you know, months and months and months away. Anyway, I just didn't know what your thoughts are with this. I've been using it for ages. I'm totally happy with it. Haven't really strayed into production use of full site editing, but I think for a non-technical user or somebody that doesn't obsess with WordPress like I do, um, it would be it would be good to keep the beta label at the moment because of the nature of how it goes. So let's start with Birgit with that because I imagine you've got things to say on this. Well, I think um, that Justin definitely has a few points there. And I the way that the expectations are handled in the WordPress community, um, a lot of people kind of considered that um, or work through um, site editor like it's already the finished product and actually didn't um, attach the beta label to their uh, communication. I think it helps uh, people to uh, manage uh, expectations when it's there with beta and it's not working right. So I think um, uh, Justin definitely has a point there. And even if 6.0 is, is away a few months, it's actually only four weeks away from feature freeze. So it, it really, a lot, the team is really working very hard to uh, to fix the bugs. Um, 
that were in there, the quirkiness of some of the um, uh, user interfaces that come with the first version, um, but it might not be there um, to say, okay, this is the, um, it's never gonna be a final version. So, because it never, yeah, there is no, um, how do I say it? <laughs> Web has never been a finished product. Yeah. yeah, being a website, being a, a plugin, being a WordPress core, it's always evolving. So um, saying, okay, when the beta level is removed, it's now finished. That w won't be the case either. Yeah, WordPress has been uh, a, a history of getting the yeah minimal viable product out, um, and then listen to user feedback, feedback, and then. Uh, bring more features in and uh, adopt on the and iterate on it. Yeah, so um, the beta level is really for people that don't um, keep up with uh, the communication that comes out of the team that are not reading GitHub issues, that are not reading make blog, uh, just to kind of have a little indication, oh, okay, so maybe I shouldn't base my production site on it. So um, in this um, I'm I'm okay with kind of keeping it for uh, 6.0 at least. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Any thoughts on that, Carmen or Teco? Um, my thought is, um, I think it's a great idea to keep it there. I always think about with full site editor, who's actually using it more. I think the people that are technical enough to use it, they understand. Um, but at the same time, users, I don't really think they're. 100% there. Are they even using full site editor? As someone that's experienced with WordPress, I have to admit, like I played with it one time and that was about it, you know, until I learned more about it. So that's always my concern, but I don't see anything wrong with keeping beta in the, um, you know, showing that it's still in beta CI mode. Thank you. And yeah. Well, and, and especially um, because with the uh, default theme 2022, we are sort of setting people up to start using full site editing. Um, and if you're unaware and like Birgit said, um, if you haven't followed all the communication, which is probably most WordPress users, um, then having that beta flag is sort of a final warning that you're touching something that maybe hard or maybe um, not feature complete yet. Mm. Um, and and there's no, I don't see a good reason. I don't think the product is finished enough to safely say we can remove this. And especially because the feature freeze is this close in the future. Um, I wouldn't even say 6.1 is the good choice let's see in about three to six months if if we're far enough ahead to make this user-friendly for the average WordPress website builder. Yeah. Because then it should be out of beta. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, just an interesting thought. I, Google is the company that comes to mind when I think about beta products. They, have, they basically have, you know, everything's in beta for years that <laughs> it seems right. to work perfectly i used gmail for probably a good five years when it was in beta i don't quite know what was ever wrong with it but um it seems like a good idea to me especially if you are entrusting your website to a non-technical user and they just they, they it's good to know it's not quite finished and things are subject to change so it's an interesting piece thank you justin 
Justin Tavern <laughs> for writing that <laughs> writing that for us this week. Now, yeah, <laughs> it's good. This is the this I feel is the big piece of news for this week, and I I don't know if if this is as big as I'm imagining it could be. Okay, so again, this is on um, the Tavern site. It's Justin again. I won't keep laboring that joke. But the piece is entitled, WordPress.com announces Marketplace Vision plans to partner with developers in the WordPress ecosystem. Okay, I read the the piece which Justin was writing about, and I'll link to another piece here, which is over on WordPress.com. It's a blog piece. It was on the 8th of March. It's by uh, Donna Cavalier. Uh, if you're looking at the screen, it's called The Future of Plugin Theme and Services Purchases on WordPress.com. And to paraphrase, WordPress.com launched this little experiment a little while ago. Um, I, I can't remember how long ago, but months ago, not years and years and years ago, where they were testing out the viability of selling inside um, a WordPress.com marketplace uh, plugins, premium plugins. And they began with, I think it was six WooCommerce plugins. Yes, it says so on this page here. The, the launch initially included six WordPress, uh, sorry, WooCommerce extensions at various different price points to do various different things. Now, I didn't really expect that experiment to, to get to where it has apparently now got to quite as quickly because now it would appear that the the team over on the .com side are are hoping to reach out to or have plugin developers reach out to them and say, I have a plugin that I would like to be included in this marketplace. Now, what comes to my mind here instantly is, is my mobile phone and the fact that on there I've got either the iOS app store or the Google Play Store. And although on the Android side, there are ways of sideloading things, basically everybody goes through to the default marketplace and um, Google get a share of the um, of the proceeds. Has my, has my camera frozen, by the way, and my audio? Can you still hear me? Oh, we can still yeah, hear you. Yeah. My, I was just getting a little warning on my screen, which said that I'd kind of ground to a halt, but it seems to be okay. Yeah, so you would go through the the Play Store, and and I guess what WordPress.com are lining up here is a similar play. The idea being that all the good plugins, in, in whatever that means, will be in this marketplace. Presumably, there'll be some financial exchange. Uh, for keeping that marketplace curated and up to date and what have you. don't know what the percentage will be. We don't have any um, insight into that. But I just find it really interesting that they're asking for developers. They've got some stipulations. I guess they, you've got to have a bit of a heritage. You've also got to, well, they're going to prioritize plugin companies who uh, who commit to five to the future. So that's putting 5% of your uh, revenue or profit, or I don't know what the metric there is, but 5% of your stuff into core, into helping out the, the core WordPress project. So I just think this is really interesting. If I was a plugin developer, there is no way I wouldn't be filling out that form because according to Matt Mullenweg, They've got two two million uh, email addresses in their 
um, in the, the system that this would eventually fire emails to. So that's suddenly you've got reach into 2 million people. I think the number was 2 million. Yeah, 2 million people with saved. Oh, it's better than that even. 2 million people with saved payment details. So this is people who all you have to do is convince them to click buy now. You know, they don't have to discover your plugin. It can be found in this marketplace. So just a big change for me, the doing things on the dot-com side, which were exclusively until now the domain of um, the .org side and the fact that it's all going to be in one marketplace. I just find this fascinating. So sorry, my introduction there was huge and long, but I just wanted to lay that one out. So anybody that wants to interrupt, go for it now. Yeah, I think it's not only for plugin developers, it's also a great way for users because um, what we have on the .org side is that every site owner needs to keep track of their premium plugins themselves because each plugin has a different market uh, payment system. Each plugin has a different um, a download system or licensing system. And um, mm. so I'm really interested in uh, what uh, Yoast, for instance, gonna um, say about that. Um, but I also feel that, uh, of course, it's a big chance, a big business opportunity for, for premium plugins, but it's not a new thing. I, if I remember correctly, WordPress.com also had a marketplace for premium themes. Um, and mm -hmm. so some experience was there. And I know that there are quite a few theme developers who um, had some uh, a good revenue coming from WordPress.com. Um, so I, it's um, also something, yeah, you mentioned the iPhone um, or the, the Android market share or Play Stores. Um, another, uh, another way is uh, looking at it um, that, for instance, Squarespace does that as well. There are mm -hmm. plenty of... Um, developers who make um, quite a huge um, business out of it, um, selling to Squarespace users. And uh, with Yoast uh, going in both spaces, I think it is an interesting um, uh, yeah, question for, for them to um, compare those two and, and, and see what happens. Taco, can I ask you a question? Since, um... Sure. Since Yoast went in on the Shopify side, and I could be completely wrong about this, so just cut me off with this question if it's if it's incorrect. Um, does Shopify have a marketplace? So can you discover the Yoast for Shopify inside a Shopify marketplace? In fact, that's the only way to okay. have your app listed on Shopify. And yep. did that did that make it easier? to sell the product was there any like was there an obvious benefit that your team has seen in that having this marketplace inside the platform or was it a, a nightmare because you were new and needed to be discovered and you know trying to game your way up to the top i i hope to be able to answer that question better in uh half a year to yeah. uh yeah. a year from now uh, because we are still really new so we're really struggling to get that exposure um it's a new product, which means that we still are figuring out how to do things the Shopify way. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it does help, I guess, um, because that's where people search. But you still need to build that name and to build that reputation uh, from scratch. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, thank you. Carmen, have you got any thoughts on this? 
Um, there are a lot of things running through my mind right now. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if it's a, I think it's great for the users, but I'm not sure if it's a great thing. Um, I mean, I get for the developers, maybe smaller companies, but I'm also thinking about, there was an article I was reading about Shopify where I think this was an e-commerce checkout plugin or something or app for their, um, for Shopify. And basically, um, I think it was doing so well that Shopify decided they're going to make their own version of this app and, you know, pretty much shut them out. So, I mean, hopefully that would not be the case, but I think that could be a concern for developers or other uh, businesses wanting to come over. And I'm just thinking about how the free and the paid versions look um, and then the competition, <laughs> because, of course, um, LearnDash is an LMS. So there's quite a few LMS softwares, including, I believe it's Sensei, Sensei, not sure you pronounce that. So how those are going to look head to head in a, you know, in a space like that. So just a lot of things, you know, you would have to think through if you decided to put your plugin in there. And then we also kind of spoke on would it be a hindrance of the five percenters or the people that are doing the what is it, five for the future, I'm sorry, that are contributing 5%, um, are they able to actually be in there as well? Are they able to, because um, they're giving priority to those people. So I'm sorry, I got a little mixed up in that last piece there. No, so no. just a lot of different things to think about. So, yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine that like Yoast in particular, if I if I go to .org onto the repo, yeah. you, you, you are right there all the time. You know, you just hammer in that number one position basically since i've been using wordpress you've been on that first screen forever i'm just wondering if if the, you know in order to get metrics to put into this marketplace going forward it would just carry the .org stuff across with it and say okay you know yoast typically has been doing really well you know they contribute a lot they've uh, they've got millions of users and I wonder if that's going to be a concern is that, you know, incumbent players are going to be able to get in and sort of dominate it from day one. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I don't have an answer to that. Hmm. Um, I do have a question, though. Because why is WordPress.com building this? And especially... I think we talked about the conversation that happened in post status a few weeks or months ago um, on, on the podcast uh, when we were talking about maybe looking at uh, options for .org to offer a commercial product. Um, and back then it was Matt Mullenweg who said, well, look at what happened to Joomla. We shouldn't want this for WordPress.org. And now it looks like WordPress.com is building the exact thing that was being discussed in post status and um, around .org. So I think that is very interesting because does that now mean that WordPress.com, which has typically always been confusing for new WordPress users, what's the difference between .com and .org? especially if .com now sort of offers that marketplace, right? Um, it becomes more confusing for users where they are. What What is this company? Is this WordPress or is it, and it sounds very disrespectful, but just another WordPress host, managed WordPress host. Yeah. Because it used to be the latter. WordPress.com used to be nothing but a managed WordPress host. 
obviously with huge contributions to the WordPress open source project and um, a lot of in-depth knowledge and their own adaptations to make it even more user-friendly, but a host. And now they're sort of taking a position or looking to take a position that is more in between .org and being just another host. Um, so that's that's very interesting. And I'm curious to see how this will develop in the future. And for example, what other big hosting companies' uh, response is going yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know how, um, but GoDaddy, Bluehost, um, what's the other one, Dreamhost, they already have the marketplace. Yeah, they already did that. They have their, um, yeah. So I'm kind of, it's not just an, it, of course, it's another WordPress managed hosting, uh, but it's also what the other managed hostings are doing. So it's not so much the uh, catching up with WordPress.org and the discussion. It's more like catching up with other hosting companies um, that I would frame it to, but it's also um, a, a, a testing ground if I don't know if that ever makes it into WordPress.org just because the the commercial uh, aspect of it changes a lot of things for WordPress.org and if you put that in a marketplace you need a you need a, a, a many many full-time people to actually manage that and there is no um, no funding for that there is no aspect of it that has the commercial part of it. WordPress.com has it like um, all the other WP Engine and the, I'm just kind of need to name a few more hosting companies. So it's not just, but when I look at those and I, 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 I had sites there when, when uh, I was working uh, with clients. Yeah. And there was always the favorite uh, plugins, the plugins that uh, won't make it to the site or to the hosting companies because they agree with what how they're doing it, and also the the marketplace. When you go to uh, the plugins, they were always looking at uh, not only that, but also at their same uh, their own product, like um, um, uh, Liquid Web, for instance, has a whole Stellar WP uh, suite of. Uh, um, of plugins and of course their marketplace is going to put those higher up um, and the same with uh, uh, WP Engine with uh, Genesis um, themes and all that so I think that's uh, a better place to to compare it to than the open source part of it. I've, I want to stick with this story because I think this is probably the biggest one that we've yeah. had in, in a while actually so a couple of things came out of the what all three of you were saying there the first one um that occurs to me is what you just said Birgit, about whether or not this ends up on the .org side of things you know if this is maybe it was taco i can't remember sorry if this is is an experiment and it proves to be a successful experiment will we have uh something equivalent bolted in to, to WordPress is that is that a possibility um, and if so that would be quite interesting um, so let's deal with that first let's just go with that one D does anybody have any objections to that if we were to stare into the future two years and this had been a runaway success would anybody have a problem with that going into the 
the .org side of things. In other words, you could put your payment details somewhere and you could just download plugins from this repository, the premium versions. Of course, that's what we're dealing with, not the, not the repo versions, the premium versions. And would you be happy with that? Is that something that's desirable even? Because on my phone, it's brilliant. It's super convenient. It just is sublime. I remember the first time I ever installed a Linux distribution. So this is going back like 15 years. I remember <laughs> seeing the package manager and thinking, why doesn't Windows have this? Why, why do I have to go and get software from every different place? You know, there's reasons for that. But I was, it was a sublime. And then Apple did it. And then they did it on the desktop with their Mac um, app store and so on. And it, it's brilliant. It really is a cool thing. So let's just tackle that question. What do we think about a premium marketplace inside the .org version of WordPress? Anybody jump in? Yeah. So um, as Birgit said uh, just before, it changes the way that .org works um, because it suddenly has a commercial component that needs to be paid for. Well, that could be like um, the uh, Apple Store or the, the App Store um, by taking a percentage of sales, for example, it, it could pay for itself in that way. Uh, but it definitely changes the way that um, the foundation works, that uh, WordPress community support works or whatever subsidiary you would need to run a commercial project like that. Because that's in the end, what it would be, it would be a commercial commercial project. As a user, I would love to have this. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. because finding uh, and comparing products to each other is really, really, really complicated. Unless there is a shared system where um, there's just checkboxes with this is the features of this product and this is the features of that product. As a plugin developer, um, I'm not entirely sure. I think it would... So one of the problems that we have at Yoast is that um, still a lot of people are using our free product and have no idea there is a premium version. This would probably be helpful in that discovery. So it's, it's probably good for um, the upsells to premium. At the same time, it means you're losing a percentage of your sales. Yeah. And I'm, I, don't, I honestly don't know if that would be uh, an, a good use case for us. Yeah, but maybe Carmen has an idea because yeah, yeah. I mean, and this obviously we'll learn that we don't have a free product, um, and so that could put more eyes on us if it's inside of a you know repository where you can buy Learn Dash there. So that's an interesting piece to it as well. So yeah. Okay, so we've got the that is a real dichotomy there from Taco. Uh, in the on the one hand, from an end user's point of view, it's great, it's really good. From but then for the for the developer side of things, there's a real drawback. My understanding is that on the iOS and the app, the Google Play Store, I think it's thirty seventy. I think that's the split. I could be wrong about that, but I think the developer gets seventy percent and the marketplace gets thirty percent. That is a ton of your revenue. Um, yes. It's an absolute boatload. But 
imagine the imagine the ease, the lack of friction. If so, okay, forgive forget all the advertising that could go on in that marketplace and how you would rank to the top. Imagine that in your WordPress UI, you could click a single button, and the purchase just happens. It's installed. Done. There's no going off to Yoast, trying to figure out, you know, which page do I need to be on to buy and then go through the payment process and fill out your name and probably have second thoughts because everybody does, you know, there's so much cart abandonment. With this, you just click buy now and it's just done because you've lod- yeah. lodged your payment details. Uh, so I can see I can see there being a real upswing in sales, but a real downturn in the, the you know, the, the, the cost per customer. Uh, for you as well. So, yeah, really interesting. Yeah. The other thing... Oh, got, can no, I carry add on. One to, add one thing to the mix. So, if .org has a commercial um, repository, commercial marketplace, would it still be interesting to offer a free version on the repository, or would everyone go hmm. premium <laughs> instead of having that premium model? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. Yeah. That is a good yeah. question. Or really low cost version, which is basically, you know, like a dollar, like you have on the, like, you know, when the apps come out for the phone, there's just this ceiling, isn't there? And I don't really know what it is, but the monetary amount that you'll pay for an app on the phone is like a tenth of what I'd pay on the desktop. And often the functionality is more or less identical, but it's 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 small, so it needs to be less money. Maybe there's a whole marketplace for like $2 kind of plugins or what have you. Yeah, that's really interesting. The other thing which came out of what you were saying was the was this five for the future inequality thing. So Matt has said that in the marketplace, which they're about to get get people to subscribe to, plug-in developers and what have you to subscribe to, they're going to, and I can't remember the words, but essentially it boils down to prioritize. Let's see what he says. We will, I'll quote, Matt says, we will prioritize working with developers and companies who participate in five for the future and contribute back to the WP community. On the face of it, that sounds like there's nothing wrong. That just sounds like a bulletproof bit of logic. Unless you can't contribute, unless you literally are, you know, you are bootstrapping it and you have not got 5% to give away. In which case, is it going to be more and more difficult for the companies who are not succeeding to succeed because they simply don't have the revenue to put into the five for the future. So I just wondered if there would be some kind of almost like barrier that that a lot of companies just can't step over so they never make it into that marketplace. And you get some sort of inequality happening. don't know if you've got any thoughts on that. Birgit? Yeah, I think um, the context in which Matt Mollerick said that um, I think was for the early access. I think you might be right, yeah. Yeah, so um, there, there is an early access um, period there where they will uh, prioritize. Um, I'm not quite sure. I, d- I don't think they can do this um, on a normal, well, once it's released and open, right. um, that they make it open to any uh, plugin developer who can um, adhere to the guidelines. And I, I did not dive into the market place guidelines for that um but that is um um yeah to 
so I'm, I'm not quite sure um, the context of this quote, um, but it's uh, it's definitely a, um, a a good incentive to figure out because you, you don't have to give money to the WordPress.org project. Yeah, it's um, it's for 40 hours a week for a full-time person. That's one, one uh, day a month. One yeah. day a month. Yeah, it's for one day a month. Yeah, it's a good it, way of thinking it, about it. It's not so particularly, uh, yeah, in yeah, a big, big uh, commitment, especially when you profit from all the 600 or so core contributors and the thousands of people who are, um, yeah, in the community who do documentation, who are. Um, in on the learn process as well as on the um, support yeah uh, on WordPress.org uh, uh, if you support those I think it's not a too hard of a barrier it is for freelancers I can see that single person freelancers or when you're just starting out um, but there is a um, there is a threshold there where you can say okay uh, maybe I can write uh, a, a one day a month uh, a documentation piece or yeah, to to bring that in, um, or I do my hundred um, tickets on the support forum, yeah, just to not always talk about co uh, code contributions. Yeah, 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 that's a that's a good point. I don't know if you saw right at the bottom of the piece. It, it kind of almost the story changes direction a little bit right at the bottom. Um, we're still talking about the five for the future bit and the fact that that in this early marketplace, and I'm sure big, I'm sure you're right about the fact that it probably wouldn't be done on this same model if, it, if this ever did uh, go into full production mode. But the, the point was made that the, the five for the future, the whole thing is based on an honors system. So you can game that system. That is to say, it would be possible and, you know, human nature being what it is, I'm sure it wouldn't be out of the bounds of somebody who wishes to leapfrog to the top of that marketplace to go to the five to the future contributing page and just sort of say, yes, we do. We've done 600 hours over the last, you know, six months or something. And so a little piece here, I think it was Ian Don. No, it was Andrea Middleton said, uh, and I quote, the program runs on the honor system, uh, and it wasn't clear how much of a risk that would be at launch. Two years later, there have certainly been more spam pledges, in inverted commas, than anyone would want to see, and surprisingly few reports of fake or spam pledges. So not only are there more spam uh, people claiming that they've done more than they probably have, but there doesn't seem to be a way of policing this. So whilst on the face of it, it seems like a good idea, like everything, it can be open to abuse. And that would be a really terrible outcome if people just started exaggerating or just downright lying about the amount of contributions yeah. they've got in order to get higher up in this marketplace. Right, but I, I think they will probably, I, I have not talked to anybody at Automatic about this, but I think they also would look at the people who are actually contributing from yeah, that company yeah. and then yeah. see if they get badges. Yeah, so because the team that um, actually they work on will, if uh, there is a contribution, they will um, um, yeah, honor that with a, with a badge or also connect back to the team. So how much do they actually do? There are some things like track tickets or GitHub um, right. issues here yeah, where you can certainly measure that. And there's been um, a, 
a process for every um, for every release where all the contributors that not only code but those who open issues, those who comment on things, also uh, get um, props on the uh, release. So I think there are multiple ways to actually uh, verify that uh, for plug for specific plugin developers or companies that all want to go into the marketplace to actually make sure there are actually contributors. Yeah. So yeah. I'm guessing this system just needs to be finessed, doesn't it? We've we've done quite a bit of time on that, but yeah. Taco, have you got something you want well, to round it off with? Uh, yeah, well, actually, two things. So, um, uh, responding to Birgit is yes, you can measure. In someone gave input on a track ticket, um, but I can spend eight hours writing a patch that Birgit doesn't do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't think it, there's a always a solid way to to see how many hours are spent on a specific task. Um, so that makes it really hard to really check that five percent. So it has to be an honor honor system. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it it doesn't work. And the other thing when we were talking about equality is. Your suggestion was to make a, like a $1 payment for a premium plugin on the .org marketplace, right? Should we have that marketplace? That means you're excluding everyone who does not have the means to pay a dollar, either because yeah. their country is blocked from international payment systems, either um, because they, they don't have a bank account, um, because that dollar is feeding them for several days. Um, so you would be, even with a super low amount of money, mm. you would be excluding more people than the free repository currently does. And when we're talking about democratizing publishing, what WordPress's goal is, it means for everyone and not just for the people who can make a payment to a US bank account. I think you're right. That's a very good point. Yeah. 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 Thank you nice. for bringing that up, Tucker. No, it's good. Yeah. Um, I think we, unless Carmen, have you got anything you want to round off that one with? No, no, that was a lot no. to think about. I've already shared that link with my team. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, in which case, I think it's high time that we said the word 200 again. Ever so yeah. It's getting tired. Uh, but there we go. There we go. One more. Right. Okay, let's move on. So this is just such an interesting little piece. I'm actually going to link to the uh, Gutenberg Times um, article. Right. This is called uh, Introducing the Museum of Block Art, M-O-B-A. Did you write this piece, Big? It was this one that you penned? Uh, no, no. I had um, Anne McCarthy, who is the spearheading that project with the uh, few artists who started out with this. Um, she asked if she could publish it and said, of course. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, she, she wrote it and we, we pushed it um, through the um, publishing thing, but I'm, I'm. It's it's a really fantastic project, and yes. in the um, and with the the folks that uh, worked on it, like Tammy Lister and Beatrice Yalo, and then um, Ellen Cole, Rich Tabor, Nick Hamsey, Brian Gardner, Javier Arts, Mel Joyce Vaughan, and um, Channing Ritter and Francisco Vera. 
I think I had them all. It's uh, a pretty pretty A list team you've just mentioned. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal designers, and they use that um, freedom to uh, do it actually in code. What we what we did when we started uh, working with HTML um, and tables, yeah, they're now uh, where we kind of tried to put different things, um, different layouts, and different ideas into a um, a very uh, rigid system. Um, and uh, now they, uh, uh, yeah, the block patterns um, offer that now. And that is really a great way to show off what's possible with uh, the block editor. Yeah. So anybody that's listening to this, I mean, don't skip forward five minutes, but there will there is a lot to look at here. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, which will come out tomorrow, uh, th- there may be something to be said for just taking the URL, which I'll give you in a minute, and uh, going and looking at it and skipping this podcast forward a couple of minutes because there's a lot to see. But um, I'll just quickly read the introduction on the Gutenberg Times piece. It says, introducing the Museum of Block Art, or M-O-B-A, MOBA, I'm guessing, a new project from the WordPress community members that seeks to inspire creativity and push the limits around what can be done with WordPress. And so in and of itself, there's no sort of end goal. It's just literally, here's what we can do. There's here's here's some amazing visual stuff that we've created basically out of blocks, core WordPress blocks, with with the minimum amount of um, having to rely on any kind of third party stuff and code and what have you. So you've obviously got to know your way around the block editor. Birgit's piece links to the the website itself, which is called blockmuseum.com. So it's got a hyphen, so it's block dash museum.com. And essentially, it's a a landing page, and you can enter the museum, and then you scroll through one at a time. You can look at the the designs, and honestly, some of them are just fascinating. I I I don't know because I didn't go into the the descriptions of any of them one at a time. But how does it work, Birgit? How do I how do I actually access to see, for example, we're staring at one made by Tammy Lister. It's numbered fifteen. It's, well, my understanding you, is there's a way that I can delve into how that was made, right? So when you click on the, um, let me see, get back to your screen. The number. When you click, yeah, when you click on the number, then you get the code um, that was uh, used, and that's pretty much the uh, uh, block pattern code, and you can highlight the whole thing, um, and then use it and add it into your code editor of the block editor on the page where you want to use that particular pattern. Um, so when you click on those zero uh, fifteen there, yeah, um, yeah, there is a whole yeah code there. It's, it's yeah. probably a little bit tricky for anybody that's watching this to see, but essentially yeah. it, it demonstrates in this particular case that there's one block in use. It's the cover block. I think it said that on the previous screen. And then we've just got what it would take to put this on your website. I'm guessing that any images are linked to some external resource pattern. Well, yeah, the um, most of the time you can um, download the image from, from the Perfect. pattern. Okay. Um, and uh, sometimes you uh, need to kind of figure out how that uh, went into yeah. that and download from there. I think it's not a, it's not a kind of Click here, do that, and yeah. get in there. So, um, but it's uh, it, that's happening on the 
wordpress.org pattern directory. There's everything uh, ready to be used. And the block pattern, um, the Museum of Block Art is more like, yeah, look what we can do <laughs> kind of thing. And if you want to try, I, I, I tried some of them out on my uh, local um, um, local instance, yeah, yep. just on my computer. And um, yeah, some, sometimes you need to get the assets from the original site, yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine that anybody watching this podcast could probably figure that out. But I just clicked and I found a, a, a URL for the image and then obviously I could download yeah. that. So let's just scroll through a few. They're just fascinating. They're each completely different and unique. Um, the ones that I saw, there was a lot of contributions from Tammy Lister. Yeah. Uh, this is number 19. I won't try and describe it, but it's just really, really nice to look at. I could totally imagine using that a little bit more complicated. There's a little bit more going on. It yeah. says that there was a group block plus a column block. And I, yeah, I'm trying to get my head around how and, that was and made. And then duotone and gradients yep. and yep. gradients. <laughs> yeah, there it all is. Yeah, it's lovely. And then we've yeah. got another one by Tammy. Oh, I, again, I'm not going to describe, but again, group blocks and column blocks it just gives you an idea how to deploy this stuff. You, if you um, go, go um, if you go to the in the, uh, in the menu up there and to the index, um, ah. then you can kind of scroll through the other ones. And I like the walking in Val Paradiso. That's the second from the left. Let's um, put that one up. Yeah, um, because it it uses the columns. And the little video shows you kind of how it moves when you when you move the columns uh, from left to right. It's really interesting. Yeah. Oh yay! So different. Yeah. Uh, that kind of I found really interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. And Taco, you've you've given me a link to something. Let me just sort of open that up. I don't oh, know yeah. what it is, but it's a uh, the block a, composition. Yeah. Is this a one that you particularly like the look of? Was it? Yeah. yeah. So um, may I ask you what kind of browser you're using? Um, I'm using Brave. Oh, oh okay. yes, it has this new feature. Uh, it's called Speed Reader, and yeah. I can disable it here. So, okay, yeah, because you're you. missing yeah, the, well spotted. The, the visual I of it. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. I hadn't really realised what was going on there. That's yeah. So, anybody watching over the last couple of minutes, the code that we were looking at actually was rendered incorrectly because I've got this Brave browser which tries to decide helpfully that it would be easier to read it in this plain text format. And so here we are. We've got a much more. Uh, yeah. much more yeah. easy to read UI. The, the text size is much nicer and so on. So, okay. Oh, this one's complicated. As you would imagine, it's kind of like a Mondrian style. Yeah. Um, art. Yeah. I know what a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Look at that it's one. A, yeah. And then what was the one that you mentioned, Taka? Was that it? Did I just the, get that, that one? That was this one. That I was mentioned. The one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got. Yeah. <laughs> Mario that's probably quite a, I would imagine as a lot of code but a fairly basic one to yeah. actually put together so this is just a really in, curious idea the the intention I think is that you wander over here and just get inspired and then dive in see how it's been done unpack that in your brain a little bit and then if you wish copy and paste the code which is which comes out when you click on the number that you can actually click no you can't click the image you've got to click the number by the looks of it and uh, there's the code you can copy that and uh, stick it straight onto your website bringing across any assets probably for the ride in case they go off the internet brilliant little project have you got anything with that Carmen sorry you didn't didn't get a chance to speak in that bit 
Yeah, I was thinking about it. It'll be great of maybe like a pop-up at like a work camp or something and maybe have these on some iPads or some screens and people kind of get to walk around and get like a real life experience. So I think that would be pretty cool. But that's all I had to add to it. I I I like the I like learning basically by ripping people off. So, you know, the idea that I can just go in here and sort of somebody's freely given this away. You know, the notion there, I wouldn't want to do Mario, but I could imagine doing something else, some sort of pattern in this way or color scheme mm -hmm. or just, I don't know, just some sort of chessboard or something. Yeah. It's kind of a nice idea. So one more time, blockmuseum.com, block-museum.com. Looks like a really cool project. And I uh, think we, go on. the way to get your own creations on there is by tweeting them out, right? Well, point. tweeting them out and connecting with Anne. Right now, it's a, a highly curated experience. There is no um, kind of submission or something like that. That will come later, not here, but for the block pattern directory. I think the, the Mana team is really working on getting that finished um, to submit patterns to the directory uh, via um, self-service, so to speak. Uh, remember, that came out also as a curated experience. Um, yeah. also to figure out how translation is going to work. And uh, so I think with the block pattern, block-museum.com and the block pattern directory, I think block patterns get a very prominent role in the next release um, 6.0 um, in terms of uh, what other people can do with it. Yeah, there's um, already in the Gutenberg plugin, you can actually uh, now point to patterns in the directory so they don't have to come with the theme or if multiple of if many themes of your out of your shop use the same pattern you only can you can yeah um, point to it through the to the block directory and that combination is going to be a really interesting interesting um, sorry um, yeah dynamic later on yeah I'm really looking forward how that's gonna play out um now we know that we've managed to get to episode number 200. Hey! Got to episode number 200. And uh, just apropos, it seems like the perfect bit of timing. Paul Lacey's rocked up. And uh, Paul, if for those of you that don't know, was he did like a hundred of these shows with me, and then he just, you know, he just sort of threw me under a bus and decided to go and do other things instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we miss you! Opportunity for all of us to be your co-hosts. That's right, exactly. Right. Yeah. He did it for, for for all of those lovely reasons. No, we're we're very very good friends on and but off. He's, um, he's one of the giants. Yeah. It's, it, well, anyway, thank you, Paul, for coming in and. Uh, saying hello um that's really kind of you i love that okay right next bit comes politics we don't do politics very often but you know now we live in a world where everything is tainted by politics i'm talking about ukraine obviously there's an article that appeared um more or less exactly the time that this show was on last week it's by rob howard and it's called should the wordpress community quit russia now this is such an interesting debate. I, honestly, anything that you say now is entirely up to you and nobody's going to hold you to anything. But the, the article basically goes, the the internet, there's massive properties out there. You've got Disney and Netflix and, you know, you can pay online, Visa, MasterCard, all of these kind of things. And um, they've 
in large measure over the last week or so, they have really thinking about their posture and in some cases completely collapsing their exposure to Russia, shutting down shops, removing everything. And so the debate goes something like this. Should WordPress have a posture on this? Because when you think about it, 43 point whatever, six or something percent of the internet, I know that's a slightly misleading figure, but let's use it. 43% of the internet is using WordPress combined. That's a lot of things. And do does WordPress, the community, should we have some sort of position on this? So obviously you may be on the um on the side of yes it would be good if if wordpress and all wordpress sites were to block access let's say uh to russia every everybody stick a firewall up and block ip addresses that that work um that come out of russia because the opposite side is wordpress is probably the one of the best tools for people who want to have their own content on the internet unmanaged by, uh, let's say, a political system above them. Um, it's one of the best ways that you can put your own content out there, unfettered. It's yours. You can do with it what you like. So that's the counter argument. For my part, I think it's obviously a personal decision. If you've got a huge property built on WordPress, and let's say, for example, your government requires you to do it, then I guess that's a requirement you've got to obey. But it feels to me like WordPress is a tool which is available to everybody and it should still be available to everybody because I can see so many fabulous uses for people who need to be able to use WordPress more than ever right now. So politics, apologies, anybody, just chuck your chuck your two cents in. Yeah, I feel that it goes against um, open source, um, what we are. Because if you look at other companies, I don't know if they have this in the terms and conditions, but you know, if you invade another country, then you, your country can't use our software anymore. So I feel like it does kind of go, gets open source. And at the same time, you have people, it instant, you know, just citizens of Russia that have nothing to do with this at all. You know, I seen a, it was a, people were joking about it, but there was a guy, he was sitting outside of the McDonald's in Russia and he was upset, you know, he can't, you know, access McDonald's anymore. So I think you're just kind of just punishing people um, by doing that. But I do understand the seriousness of things that's going on, but you don't want to punish the people that, you know, it's helping as well. Yeah. Thank you for those comments, Carmen. Um, Birgit or Taco, yeah. anything? Well, thank you. But uh, yeah, I'm more with them. Um, um, so the big problem is also in, uh, misinformation, disinformation, mm -hmm. and supporting independent publishing uh, in either way is certainly something that uh, WordPress does. But it also, um, we also have from a personal level, we have, um, I, I know people that are in the Ukraine that are contributors and I know uh, contributors from Russia, and I, I, I approach this not from a political point of view. I think either one of them would be really um, hurt if WordPress would not support them anymore in in terms of their contribution to to the community, and um, kind of let um, yeah um, something that's abstract. I'm it's very abstract for me right now because i'm in the safety of the united states it's very real for ukrainian people but i don't think that the the, the normal russian person is actually attacking yeah so um having that 
um, in in the yeah real world community, and um, we all exist despite certain governments. Um, it's interesting as well because it, it yeah. feels like the big, you know, the, the platforms that we all know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all of those. My understanding is that they they endeavoured to carry on, but they were actually blocked. So they saw their mission as to be there still to provide the ability to upload videos and content and to interact, communicate WhatsApp and all of that kind of stuff. But it was actually the, it was a top down blockage, um, which prevented them. It wasn't that they withdrew. So yeah, Taco, sorry, interrupted. Yeah, no, that's, that, that, that is indeed the case. Um, And I agree with the first point Carmen made, and that is, what does open source mean? What does our license say? It says our software has all the freedoms and can be used for anything. Mm. And that does mean that WordPress is used to publish websites that incite hate. It means that WordPress is used by governments that completely suppress their people. It means that WordPress is used by porn websites. And maybe none of those is what we personally like, what we would prefer WordPress to be used for. But the freedom that anyone can use WordPress is bigger than feeling uncomfortable about um, what is published using the software. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that said, and, and this is, uh, I mean, I have a few colleagues from uh, Ukraine. Uh, fortunately, we managed to get them to safety. They're now with us in, uh, in Vigen, in the Netherlands. Hmm. Um, but the, the really hard story, and for those of you who know uh, Andre, also goes by the name Rarst, and follow him on Twitter. Uh, he makes a very good case in saying why these blocks are from commercial companies are a good thing and why they are actually um, helping getting awareness for the war that's going on. Mm. Um, and and yeah, being very much on on one side um, of this conversation even though i also have uh, a colleague in russia um i my heart is more with ukraine at this moment um and i don't think that we can safely say that um the average person is not a party in this and thus we should keep them safe uh, or yeah. we should prevent them from uh, uh, not having access to uh, all the companies that pulled out because in the end, the only, probably the only way that we can um, resolve this matter without getting further into a, a world war um, is by internal pressure from Russia, from Russians. Hmm. And so the only way we can do that is when they have access to independent media. And a lot of those happen to use WordPress. Thank you. Um, yeah, v difficult. So, yeah, I just 
um, I, you pointed out, Joe, that um, making a stand in terms of uh, yeah, uh, getting the word out of what happen, what's happening in the Ukraine. Um, I just wanted to link to or um, mention the plugin um, Stand with Ukraine um, that was built by uh, Jonathan Bosinger. Um, and where you can have a, a banner on top with a, a link to um, support uh, nonprofits in the Ukraine that help with um, refugees, that help with uh, um, food donations, all that. Um, so um, if that's something you want to be activate, yeah, be an activist uh, without being able to do anything else, and I think every bit helps to uh, put a, a, a yeah, um, <clears throat> display your sympathies and where your uh, heart is. Yeah, thank you. That's wordpress.org forward slash plugins forward slash stand dash with dash Ukraine. It's a plugin by, as Birgit said, Jonathan Bossinger. So yeah, that's a that's a nice thing to mention. And I noticed that, um, Taco, you, you put this into the show, into our yes. little private chat. Do you want to just briefly mention, this is Petya Rekovska. Yeah, it's called I think, the fight for independent media. What's this? Uh, I think this is still one of the most impressive presentations I've ever seen at a WordCamp. Um, because this is where Petya explained how important WordPress was to her country um, in getting independent media. And it's, if you've not seen, I think it was WordCamp London, um, but if you scroll down a bit, it, it says so on the page, which WordCamp it was. Um, Don't, oh, WordCamp Barcelona 2015. Oh, Barcelona 2015. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. So, um, uh, but this is definitely uh, a, a presentation um, that is, yeah, everyone should have, seen this uh, uh somewhere in their uh, uh in the in their wordpress career because it shows the power and the importance of uh, uh of wordpress and okay, why yeah. we should make sure that wordpress is available to anyone this is um Petra Rykovska, it's on the WordPress TV, the fight for independent media i've got the link on the screen and i will make sure to actually add both of those, the Stand with Ukraine and the this uh, WordPress TV thing to our show notes today uh, when it goes live tomorrow. And there's just a comment here from the networking introvert. Sorry. Um, Ken. Is it? Ken. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. He says, good points. I feel putting restrictions on who and how people use WordPress is similar to restricting who can use prescription medicine based on a few people who misused it in the past. That's an interesting Interesting comment. Thank you so much. Okay, right. A couple of things quickly. We're getting to the more frivolous end of the show, uh, which is always nice. The Let's go to this. <laughs> Every year, Talk um, Magazine have this thing called Plug-in Madness. You've got six days left to enter the 2022 contest. And look at that, right at the top, Yoast. Am I right in yeah. this? Am I 
right in this. So the, the plugins that are matched, so the idea is that you pick one plugin over another. So for example, at the top, you've got WPM, yep. UDEV, Smosh versus Yoast. Beneath that, you've got custom post type UI versus cadence blocks. And then you've got media cleaner versus speed booster pack. And so it goes. And yep. you pick one. So there's, there's, no, there's no attempt here. They're not trying to compare like that Yoast is in any way similar. It's just just pick one that you like and just uh, yeah. enjoy it. It's just a bit of fun. Just popular vote. Okay, yes. yeah. If you click on view full bracket. Uh, Where's that? Can, uh, near the top of, above, just above the green this. bar. Oh. So this is the entire competition. And <laughs> that was just the first round. It started with uh, 64 plugins. Uh, so obviously, because they go head to head every week, um, only 32 are left in this round. Then there's 16 in the next, eight in the next, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, until there's two left for a grand finale. Um, Got it. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a in the first round, in the first round, there was a there was some sort of parity. The plugins were similar because it looks like you were up against seo press and for example yeah. you got uh, visual composer against beaver builder it looks like and you've got formidable versus ninja but as soon as that round has gone that whole thing just breaks down and it just becomes like a free-for-all okay got it <laughs> yeah so and, and you can vote uh every 24 hours uh, and each week on Monday, a new round starts. So we, we just went into um, round number two. So Not, that's why there are six days left in this round to vote. I, I know that I see this all over the place, right? This competition has a huge amount of traction. Obviously, people enjoy doing it. It's dead simple to, to cast your vote. Yes. But the, the fact is, I see plug-in authors, um, and, and they are really keen to win this. Does it? have an impact if you win this does it actually you know does it mean something does it lead to greater you know uh greater sales and things or is, are you just promoting it for a bit of fun uh it gives bragging rights yeah <laughs> got it yeah. yeah i think that's about it um so probably for some of the smaller plugins in in the first couple of rounds um it means exposure yep um but in the end the winner, it's just about bragging rights. Okay, got it. So there's a few rounds left, but you can vote for all these fabulous companies that are still left in there. Um, Carmen, I don't know if Learn Dash is in there. I, I didn't inspect that, but if it was. Um, I think we may have lost that first round. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Unfortunately. <laughs> you can go to talkmag.io forward slash plugin madness. Um, and one last proper piece of news just before we uh, go on to the silly facts around the number 200. See what I did there? Um, wh what are you doing here, Taco? What's going on? I've got a website, and I, I'm not even going to try and say these words. Because... Yeah, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> the, the piece I wrote is in Dutch, um, yeah. but with Google Translate, you should be able to translate. So. Obviously, um, we have a lot of refugees around the world, people having to flee their homes um, for all sorts of reasons. None of them is good. Um, and there is a Dutch foundation, uh, the Refugee Foundation, that organizes a 40-kilometer walk to raise money for helping uh, refugees around the world. 
and um, a friend of mine convinced me to uh, to participate. So um, I'll be walking 40 kilometers, and obviously uh, the idea is that you um, can sponsor me. Uh, so that we together raise as much money as possible for uh, helping refugees everywhere, including Ukraine. That's so cool. So the, there's a much shorter URL than the one that I just put up. So it's Taco Verdo, which is Taco site. Taco Verdo, V-E-R-D-O.com forward slash N-V-D-V, which I'm guessing is the acronym for the event or something. N-V-D-V. And you can raise money. It looks like it at the minute. 361 euros has been pledged. So yep. let's see if we can get that a little bit higher. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Well done, Taco. When's it happening? Uh, on the 19th of June. So starting oh, way at away. midnight. Yeah. yeah, starting at midnight and it will be an entire night. Oh, at least it'll be warm by then. That'll be something. Right. Okay. Now, because it is... Oh, no, I've got to queue up the graphic now. Because it is episode number 200. 200. <laughs> I love the fact that you're all participating and doing that's brilliant. <laughs> because it is episode that number, um, I just thought it'd be a bit of fun to play with that number a little bit. And so I found a collection of facts. You may find these interesting. You may find them dreadfully dull. But here are facts, lots and lots of facts about that number. I'm not going to press the button every time because we'll be here all day, but... Did you know, for example, I'll do I'll do like 10 or so of them and maybe, you know, you could pick one out that you like and do it yourself. Um, let's go for, according to Belfast Zoo, there are only, well, you have a guess, how many giant <laughs> anteaters living in zoos around the world? What, what would you guess that number to be, roughly speaking? Have a think for a minute. A, Before a... today, I would have made a different guess, but by now <laughs> I would say... 200? Well, it's funny you should say that. It is. It is, in fact, the number, number 200. According to there are only 200 giant anteaters living in zoos around the world. Okay, this um, this is good. Do, any Anybody want to guess what the Roman numerals CC stand for? If you wrote the numerals C and then C, what do you reckon, <laughs> you reckon that would be, roughly? Any, any thoughts on it's the number 200 so there you go if you ever did latin class we had to do latin at school i absolutely hated it this is an interesting one did you know that 200 lustrums say that word again 200 lustrums is a millennia so it's a thousand years so how much is a lustrum then Five whole years. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that one of us uh, can pass. Did you know that in Unix time, 200, the number 200 in Unix time is equal to Thursday, January the 1st, 1970, at exactly 12.03 and 20 seconds GMT? Of course you knew that. That was, of course, how... Yeah. In sign, <laughs> in sign language, I guess this makes sense, but I didn't know it. This and this twice is the number 200. So you got the two, like the V, I guess, and then you got a zero, with, which is, for those listening, it's like thumb and, thumb and index finger joined together. Uh, Taco throw in quite a nice one, which is, you know, what we all like on the internet. What, what's, 
What does the 200 code mean, Taco? That is okay. Yeah. If your site is 200, everything's fine. Yes. Um, but it's not to be confused. <laughs> I just <laughs> love this. This... I honestly, you're telling me it's true. Uh, there's a bit of me which doesn't believe you. 200 <laughs> on the internet, you know, your HTTP status code. So, you know, you've got like the 404 and all that kind of stuff. 200 is everything's fine. It's okay. But apparently there's a 418. Now, okay. All right. I trust Taco. What the heck is 418? Yeah, it means uh, I'm a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it mean I'm a teapot? Have you got any insight into that? Yes. I've there verified is, that. There, there's a, uh, a good story to that. Um, and I think it was related to April Fool's, where every year um, they do something. And, well, one of the years, uh, 418 was uh, was added as uh, I'm a teapot. Um <laughs> And let me see, that was published in 2014, April 1st, 2014. So it has been um, a valid uh, HTTP status code for... What a load of nonsense. I think that's brilliant. In the year 200 AD, Clement of Alexandria denounced the use of musical instruments to accompany human voices in Christian churches. What a killjoy, Um, Clement of Alexandria. Shame on you. Um, did you know that 200 MEV units, the unit is MEV, this is great, I love this, 200 MEV is the temperature of quark-gluon plasma phase transition. Of course you knew that. Of course you knew that's what it was. Uh, let's do, let's just do one more. Have we got a fun one? Each you were going to do the Morse. Oh, shall I try to do the Morse code? Okay, all right. Yeah. This is this is Morse code for two hundred. I am. Hang on, I can't do Morse because I can't do a long one. But anyway, it's short, short, long, long, long break. That's two, and then zero is five long. So it's long, 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 long. Was that five? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, and then another one. So it's short, short, long, long, long break. Long, 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 long break. <laughs> long, 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 long. And there you go. That's a good one. And the square root of 200 is 14.142136. That sounds almost like pi, almost, but it's not quite. Um, Without the 14 at the beginning, three point. Uh, Okay, that's it. That's all the crazy facts that I've got for the number 200. I would thank you so much for being good sports about my ridiculous 200 obsession this week i would remind you yeah thanks big you're carrying on there uh just a quick one before we go uh i'll put this caption back up this is our competition if you want to win um well yoast have given us uh, a site license one year for three sites that's their premium subscription. You can win that, or you can also win from Yoast, an SEO add-on of your choice for one year for one site. Stella is giving $200 of gift certificates for Snack Magic, which we found fun earlier. And they're also giving some caps away. You cannot win a cap. Don't even try to win the cap. It's cruel. But there are also from Cadence WP two T-shirts, two mugs, two ball caps. And if you want to win that, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash 200 and you might be able to, to <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah yeah um it's the end of the show and at the end of the show every single week i do ask the guests to to wave 
in the normal way. So would you mind all of us having a bit of a... What's that? Oh, should I put the 200 up at the same time? Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Let's do that. Okay, where's it got? There it is. Right, okay. Everybody wave, everybody wave. Thank you so much. That's great. If you um, enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, colleagues, cats, whatever you like. And uh, we'll be back another week, probably this time next week, in all honesty, with some different guests. But thank you to Birgit Pauli Hack. Thank you to Taco Verdenshot and thank you to Carmen Kendrick from, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. If you guys want to stick around for a few, few seconds afterwards, it might be nice to have a chat. But um, yeah. the rest of you, have a nice day. Thanks for making some comments. Cheers. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.